Well, you have one week left. One week left for Christmas. Do you have your Christmas shopping done? I know Susan does. She's got it done since October, I think. Anyway, you, you got to find that perfect gift. And that's what we were singing about. What is it that we can get? What is the best gift that you've ever had for Christmas? Now, you got to think back with childhood. What is the best Christmas gift that you've ever had? And, and maybe some childhood gifts might rival what you might have uh, gained uh, during these Christmases just recently. I did have a best gift, and it was from childhood. But last Christmas kind of, uh, well, kind of overshadowed all of those things. You remember we had our ice storm and snowstorm stuff going on. And uh, we just happened to have not only Anthony and Lauren with their little Tenley, but we also had Zachary and Amanda with their two, Ransom and Reagan with us, all in the house, and then the storm hit. And we were all together in this little three-bedroom house, four-bedroom if you count the one that we put on at the back of part of the garage there, four-bedroom house, two-bathroom with all of these family members in it. It was wonderful. <laughs> we had everyone there, and, and Jameson and Emmy came down later on, but we had everyone there, and it was just a wonderful time. That was the best Christmas gift for us. We had the grandchildren there and our kids there running all over the place. And we had to, we had to tell, tell, tell Zachary, quit running around. But anyway, no, it was mostly the grandchildren. But sometimes you get a gift that's not so good. You get a gift that <laughs> you might remember more than your best Christmas gift. You think, what in the world was this person thinking? Are you sure you know me? You maybe have received some of those during white elephant times and Christmas gift exchanges, but uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm, not, I'm talking about actually getting a Christmas gift, and you're thinking, oh, okay, this is interesting. People have shared their stories about receiving some of the worst gifts given. Listen to some of their stories. I bought my whole family tickets to see James Brown live. Literally within minutes of them opening their presents, it was announced on the news Christmas morning that James Brown died. I had mentioned to my uncle one year that I wished I could grow a beard like his. Come Christmas time, my uncle hands me the present he got me. I unwrap it, and what do you know? It's his beard in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> These are actual gifts. When I was 18, my grandma gave me the card labeled from a gift card. The card, the card label from a gift card. No actual gift card. Shoved it into an empty toilet paper tube and wrapped it up like a gift. All of my siblings got actual gift cards. <laughs> Grandma never liked me much. <laughs> I had left some video games in my mom's room. She found them and assumed my dad had bought them as Christmas gifts for me. So for Christmas, I got my own games. <laughs> and someone says, this wasn't my gift, but it was the most awkward situation ever. So a few years ago, my grandma had her legs amputated. And they say, don't feel bad. Since then, her health has improved a ton. Anyway, last Christmas, my aunt bought her socks. It was so awful. Another person says, when I was eight or nine, my grandma gave me a Christmas ornament. It was a little stuffed cherub with pink cheeks and yarn hair. I cried because I had saved up my allowance to buy it for her the year before. Watch out if you're going to re-gift stuff. 
And then finally, my grandma bought me an ornament with the name Eric on it. My name's Morgan. <laughs> What's with grandmas, by the way, anyway? I was wondering about that. I don't know. Gifts for Christmas. You're giving them. You're going shopping. You're getting them. You're going to receive them as well. And whether they're great or not so great, maybe the ornament that doesn't have your name on it, you just smile and you say, thank you. Merry Christmas. But what kind of gift, though, can we give to Jesus? And in this cantata, you heard about it. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Let me give you three practical gifts that we can give him. And I'm not talking about the frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Let's, let's focus on these three gifts that we can give, not only to Jesus, but to each other as well. I think we can give Jesus our time. We can give people our time. What does that look like translated with people? We can be present. We can be present. We can be there. So many times other things take us away. And there might be good things. But we need to choose people around us. We need to choose that time we can spend with other people. It's being present. What does that look like in giving a gift to Jesus? That's time. It's our priorities. What are our priorities? Now, it gets shifted around a little bit, but whatever's number one, it better always be Jesus, giving him our time. We can also give him and other people our talent, our talent. What does that look like for people? We could be useful. We could be useful. There's some things that God has gifted you in that hasn't gifted someone else. I know for me, if I had any problems with my car and it broke down on the side of the road, I would not know what to do. I would call Rod, and Rod would come help. <laughs> he would help me. Someone who has mechanical abilities, maybe you're like that too. You look at your, your, your CD player or your, you know, whatever live stream that you're trying to, and you're going, how do I work this thing? And you look at your son or daughter or maybe your grandson or your granddaughter and said, help me. And someone who's technical and able to fix those things and work those things, and yeah, all you got to do is push this button, that button, and everything else, and you go, okay, that was easy. You don't know how to do it, but you find someone who can. And those who can do that, be useful. Use your talents to be able to bless other people. Maybe it's a talent of, of, of musical proportion. Maybe it's a talent of uh, being able to uh, care for someone. It's those things, too, that God has gifted you with. Let's do that with other people and be useful. But what does that look like with Jesus? What does it look like to give our talent to Jesus? I believe it's availability, being available. Maybe there's many times that Jesus has said, you know, you're good at this. I need you to do these things. I need you to be up front and possibly sing. I need you to be over there in the background and do the things that will prepare those people who are going to sing up front. I need you to be ready to be used by me in whatever time, way possible. Being available. Because God has gifted us with the different things in our lives that we're good at. And he wants to use those for his glory. He wants to use those to bless other people as well, too. And as the body of Christ, we come together and we have our part. We'll do our part. And as we do our part, the whole body of Christ moves forward. And boy, we have an impact on this community. So our time, our talent, and then finally, of course, you haven't figured it out yet, our treasure. Our treasure. 
What does that look like among people? Being generous. Just being generous. Seeing a need and thinking, I, I think I, I, can, I can meet that need or help out with that need some way. It might be financial. It might not. It might be in other ways. But your treasure basically speaks of your finances. How can you be a blessing to someone else? Now, all of you have been a big blessing to Becky and I through the years. And when we come up here during this time of year, we're always blessed, always blessed by your generosity. I encourage you to be generous around you. If you see a need, try to meet it. Try to meet it. What does that look like with Jesus? <laughs> well, I believe it's stewardship. It's stewardship. You know, all these things that we have anyway, our funds, our, our home, our, our, all the items and things, they're, they're God's anyway. They're all his. We wouldn't have them if it wasn't for him as he has provided in our life many different blessings, many different provisions to be able to bless others. And with that, though, we can be good stewards of those things by letting God be glorified through those things we have and let him use it for his glory. All this points then to the, to, to the fact and, and what was sung here uh, this morning. What can we give him? It all sums up to that we give him our heart. When we do that, then all these things fall right into place. Our time, our talent, our treasure. It's not a struggle to give that away. When we give him our heart, what does that mean to those who don't know Christ yet? Well, that means salvation. <laughs> that means salvation. And as, as you heard that it has been, was narrated and, and sung, it's knowing that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Knowing that he provided that way to heaven for us because there's no way we can get there on our own. We have a sin nature that keeps us from that perfect place of heaven. And so Jesus died on that cross to be that sacrifice for us. Yes, he was born in a, in a stable, in a manger. But as he grew up, he then walked all over teaching people about the kingdom of God and encouraging them. And as, as then he finally then went to the cross and died, he didn't stay dead. They put him in the tomb. He was dead and buried. But on the third day, he rose. And I might be giving spoilers for Easter, so I don't know some of you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's, he's living. He's alive. He lives today. And he's preparing a place for you and me, for those who have placed their trust for eternal life in Jesus Christ alone. Because he's done it. He has given the gift, the gift, the wondrous gift. I trust that if you are here today or even online and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, that you'd spend a moment in simple prayer, praying that he would forgive you and receiving him as Savior. What does it mean to give him your heart if you are already a Jesus follower? That means lordship. That means surrender. That means saying yes to whatever he has for you. I don't know what you all might be going through. Each one of you have your different situations going on. And if God has been speaking to your heart, are you delaying it or are you saying yes right away? See, it's all about obedience. It's all about obedience. 
God doesn't want sacrifice, and he wants us to obey. He wants to sacrifice ourselves, surrendering ourselves to him. So as you read God's word and you, you pray, if he's prompting you, if the Holy Spirit's prompting you in some way, you've got to be obedient to what he has for you. That's giving your heart to Jesus as a Jesus follower. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, today is the day of salvation for you. If you're here today and you are a Jesus follower, then today is the day of surrender for you. They come to Jesus and let him clean you up from the inside out. I'm going to pray. And as I pray, if you would want to just pray a little prayer, if, if, if God has spoken to your heart in some way, and you want to agree with, yes, I need you as my Lord and Savior, I need you as my Savior, then just go ahead and have a time of a little prayer there between you and God. But let's go to Lord in prayer right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment that we're able to just stop and pause and allow you, as you've spoken to our hearts, allow you to continue to affirm in us that, yes, we need you as Savior, or yes, we need to surrender to you as Lord. Whatever it might be, Lord, I pray that you would hear the prayers right now, and also, too, that those who are praying would be assured of your salvation, assured that now you, you, you have provided that way to heaven and assured that they will have a place in heaven reserved for them. But, Lord, it's not just there waiting for a time that will be in heaven. It's now from here on that we walk with you, that we stay in step with you, and grow in you. And so, Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here today that's prayed the prayer of salvation, that come and, and, and clean up the inside of us and, and of, of, of all the sin, and, and that we trust in you as Savior, and we want to receive you as Savior. I pray, Lord, that they'd be assured that that has happened, but also now we walk in your ways. Lord, for those who are praying that have walked in, in, in your ways for quite a while, and our, our Jesus followers, and might be praying that they would surrender more. There's all sorts of areas in our lives, maybe, Lord, that we have not surrendered to you yet. And I pray that as you prompt us, that we would surrender those things to you. In all of this, Lord, I pray that you would assure us that you hear our prayer and you answer. Oh, Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to hear about your salvation through music, the narration, and also to your message. Help us, Lord, to follow you closely. And thank you for your love for us. We love you so very much. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to thank you for coming. I want to thank you for joining us here today. Thank you for those who are online. Join us as well. And everyone, remember, remember God loves you as if you were the only person in all the world to love. He loves you that much. God bless you. Have a Merry Christmas.